All right, welcome to another episode of Chalk Talk Podcast. Here with your boys Kevin and Sporty. What's going on, boys? Not much. Not too much, buddy. Sporty, uh, Sporty just uh, went to the championship of his big money league. So everyone, congratulate him. And then Kevin moves on in his own league and mine. Thank Special you. Semis. Semis. So fantasy went well this week. Uh, we're going to talk about the actual games. We're going to start with Colts-Patriots. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the way this went. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor took over at the end of the game right when he needed to. Uh, Carson Wentz only threw for like 58 yards, uh, but it didn't matter. And I think the Colts' defense proved that they're nothing to mess with either. Um, Kevin, we'll start with you. Any takeaways from this game? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think the Patriots, I don't think they're going to win the AFC. So don't book any hammers on the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. Um, Depending on who they play, they might, uh, you know, lose the first round. I mean, what, maybe a couple pods ago, I was really high on them just because they were, you know, winning a lot in a row. But if you look at that game... First of all, they couldn't stop the run. That was one thing. Two, Colts, didn't even have to, they didn't even have to throw the ball. I'm sorry, if you throw for under, what, 100 yards, there's no way you should it win. It wasn't even close to 100. It was like 58. Yeah, there's no way you should win an NFL game if you throw for under 100 yards. Um, and I think it was like the first glimpse of Mac Jones like not playing as well. Uh, that was a huge turnover right before half. That he just didn't flat out didn't see who was that Darius Leonard that picked it off. Um, you bet. So I I understand that Harris wasn't playing, but I just I'm not. I was just very shocked. I thought the Patriots were going to win that game, um, and all they had to do was just stop the run, and they just could not get it done. And I was just really I was really shocked by. I think I was more shocked based on their offense. That they just really couldn't get anything going, and then when they did, you know, do well, they had self-inflicted wounds and stuff, and it was just not a good look for the Patriots. But um, tough one against the Bills this week. Colts play the cards. Um, so yeah, I don't know what to expect from the Patriots. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think I think the Patriots. I mean, I've kind of had this thought even through their winning streak, but I just didn't take them as seriously as maybe I should have. Um, but I think their flaws definitely got exposed this game. They don't have weapons, which is a really, really big issue. And their defense isn't that good. It's good, but it's not It's not a top one defense like a lot of people thought it might be. Um, Sporty, what do you think? I just thought they were uh, sluggish. Uh I'll give uh, credit to the Colts uh, offensive line. They uh, pushed uh, New England's front seven around, so made up nice holes for uh, Jonathan Taylor. So I would say uh, that was offensively that was up for the offensive line. That was probably their, the Colts' best game for their offensive line. Uh, Taylor had a phenomenal game. Like I said, uh, Mr. Jones didn't have one of his better games at quarterback. Like Kev said. Uh, they would drive down the field, and then, boom, turnover, okay, wounds, okay, cuts. Amen. They just got, they got bruised, okay. The Colts bruised the Patriots. Yes, they did. And it felt good. It felt really good. Rivalry. Yeah, it felt, yeah. I'm sure it felt good as a Colts fan, if yes. you're a Pats fan. I mean, you do live on and. Another tough game this weekend. They're at home against Buffalo. This should be a really good game this uh, Sunday. If you had to tell me the winner of that game right now, I cannot tell you the winner of that game right now. So that that could be the best game this weekend. So tune into the Bills and the Patriots this Sunday. Hey, you heard it here first. Um, My takeaways personally from this game is, first and foremost, Two very tough races, but the offense player of the year and the defense player of the year could be on the Colts, both of them. 
I know the defense player of the year has a, probably three serious candidates outside of Darius Leonard, but I think Darius Leonard deserves strong consideration. Um, creates a turnover practically every single game. Does it all. He's phenomenal. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Jonathan Taylor. A lot of people have him as the favorite, but I think between him and Cup right now, it's pretty close. But I think Taylor could win MVP if Aaron Rodgers has a few bad games. Um, so definitely might be looking at some award winners on this team, which is really good to see. Now that we got the Saturday game out of the way, wanted to throw that one at you guys before we went into top five. Now this top five, Christmas is coming up. The snows are coming down. Santa's coming to town. And our top five is coming to town. It's top five Christmas Christmas wishes. Sports edition. So you're not going to hear Sporty asking for a brand new SUV. He's going to be asking about sports. So we'll actually start with Sporty here. What is your top five? Uh, my top five. It's... Uh... It's four football and then uh, one basketball. Okay, serious. Uh, number five, the uh, Steelers making the playoffs uh, this year. So well, that's low. That's low. <laughs> that is all. Yeah, that is low. I don't because I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but that is a my one of my Christmas wishes for twenty twenty one this year. I guess it makes sense too because even if they make the playoffs, what are they really going to do? Right. That's number five. Number four. If the Steelers make the playoffs, maybe this isn't a guarantee. I would like them to see them play the Colts at number four. Okay. So that's a little bit of a change here. That is another wish list. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. I will be there if they do. Who knows? Chalk Talk could go there. I will we we made Hill this. City. Did, did we not agree to this? Yeah, we did. I think we, we did. I think we did. So we did. watch yes. out for Chalk Talk Group being in Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh plays. If Pittsburgh Indy, plays the Colts, we'll, we be, will be there. we'll be live from Heinz Field. And we'll be live from Heinz Field <laughs> doing, doing the podcast. Red Lot 7C. Year, I will be oddly confident. There's no reason <laughs> to be considering the past, but go ahead, Story. Uh, number three. I'm going to switch it to basketball, okay? College basketball. I might. Number three wish is um, Coach K and the Duke Blue Devils winning a national championship to send Coach K off into retirement. Okay. That would be a very late Christmas gift. Oh, yeah. yes, it, yes, it would be, but hey. <laughs> it is what it is, okay? It's uh, Christmas in March, okay? Uh, number two. Um, Number two is uh, Michigan winning a national championship. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised that's not what number is, one. What is number one? Is number one the SUV? Because that's the only – I don't know what else you could want more than that sports one. Well, we have, we have a delayed game here. <laughs> Try to find a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know what – He doesn't even know what his number one is. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, very shocked that that's number in the two. Meantime, do you want to take guesses of what this could number one, be? like a, a, a Harbaugh extension? I um, hope that's not above a national championship. I, I hope that's not above it either. Um, a Steelers Super Bowl. The, I feel like he likes Michigan. I feel like yeah, that's not. I, dude, I mean, this is. <laughs> there's really like back to back national championships. I maybe like going to the college football. Championship. All right, number number one. I wish this. Okay. Okay. I know. I I know. Michigan. I know that Michigan number two winning winning national championship. My number one. This will throw people off. I know. Forty J winning my fantasy winning a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. That okay. Makes, okay. That, that, that is makes my sense. wish list. Wish list. Okay. All right, that makes it was, sense. It was three hundred dollars to get in. Potentially, if I win next weekend. I will be cashing eleven hundred dollars. There you go. There you go. That's if I win. But I'm guaranteed right now. I'm guaranteed five forty right now. There you okay. go. All right. That's so fair. essentially choosing money over the ship. Yeah, that's fair. That's yes. All right. Well, 
bit of an unexpe- unexpected top two there. Yeah. Um, but we're going to push it to Kevin here. All right. Um, number five. I'm going to go with uh, hit the Christmas Day parlay. That's uh, big. I don't know what it is yet. It's going to involve NBA, all the NBA games, and uh, the two NFL games, and then the one, for some reason, can we, can we, can we like, not ever have a – called bull game on christmas day again let's just start that petition now who is it again it's like i don't even know what the name of the bull is but it, i'm pretty sure it's like georgia state and like ball state like yeah, i just i just feel bad for the players so imagine like I, I felt bad i feel bad for the people who have to play on christmas eve like in the hawaii yeah. bowl but christmas day and you're not even like professional like that that's messed up but anyway yeah um, to be fair, most college kids don't. If you're like 20 years old and you don't have a significant other, I guess you're really not doing much on that day. But yeah, and yeah, and if you're playing in a bowl game later on in the week, like you're still stuck, like you're still there practicing. But at the yeah. same time, I just don't think you just have to play. I agree. I agree. But all right, so that was Is five. No, about your is it going to be a 50 cent to win 350k? I don't think I can get that much off of just one day's worth of. Is it going to be like a. It's probably, it's probably going to be like a buck to win like 160 if I had to be realistic. Okay, okay that's, that's fair. Like, it's. Pr- pr- yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. Um, number four, win uh, both fantasy matchups in the semifinals, advance to the championship. Cool. All right, that's me. so that's got to knock off Hadley, and I have to knock off uh, well, Plunkett. I think I think that's who I'm playing. Plunkett or Trevor? Yeah, Plunkett or Trevor. Um, hopefully, I can advance to the championship in both fantasy leagues. Um, and you know what? Hey, while we're throwing it out there, let's just say uh, if I can finish in uh, picking the spreads and pro pick them, get get a nice little dish out there. So. Um, Number three, Pitt to win the Peach Bowl without Pickett. I want to see what this team looks like without without Pickett. Um, it'll be interesting because hey, Keaton Slovis on the way. Big uh, big announcement today. So Slovis, Slovis. I gotta I gotta figure out the correct. I'm pretty sure it's Slovis. I say Slovis. I say Slovis as well. But I gotta gotta get the technical pronunciation here. But uh, so he'll be he'll be leading the Panthers. You know, I'm 99 sure he'll be starting quarterback next year. Um, but hey, I do want to see. I want to see Patty um, playing the Peach Bowl. So just want to see what the Pitt Panthers look like without Pickett. Um, number two, I'm gonna hope that Pickett gets drafted by the Steelers. That's a very iffy wish, just because I feel like he's gonna go before the Steelers are even gonna have a chance to pick him. But I'm hoping the Steelers can. Get him um, wherever they pick, and then number one would be for the Steelers to not only make the playoffs but to win the Super Bowl. If they're going to make the playoffs, they better win the Super Bowl. I mean, I know it's probably not going to happen, but I just don't want it to be like, oh, we made the playoffs, lose round one, and we get a crappy draft pick. I'd rather us not make the playoffs and get like a better pick than make the playoffs and you know, I'd rather just have Mike Tomlin go above five hundred. No, yeah, no, no finishing under five hundred, um, and then have a good have a good draft pick. So that's uh that's the wish list. Okay, well I'll go with mine here, number five. I think we all can wish for this one. I know it wasn't on you guys' list, but no pause in the NFL season for COVID. Uh, we're starting to reach a very high amount, especially in the NBA, but in the NFL as well. We definitely do not want to see that. I want no part of any sort of bubble or anything in the NFL, and I want all the fans to be there rock. So, no pause, no anything. Just hope it goes as normal. Um, Steelers to miss the playoffs. It's number four. You guys know I'm a big Steelers hater. I want no part of them in the playoffs. Um, not that I'm scared of them. I just don't want to. Oh, you're scared. You're scared. I'm not even slightly. You're scared. scared. Normally I am. Because they're going to shut down Jonathan Taylor, and then you're going to – Wentz isn't going to know what to do. See, 
I would say that, but they literally have been getting ran on so bad this year. Which is weird and uncharacteristic, but I think we match up really well against them, weirdly. Yeah, well, you're not going to match up if Kutz is at the game, so. Same here. We, you have to realize we're 0 and 6 combined, I think, so. Um, number three. Now, this is something you can't agree with me, Kev. Clay to be back and better than ever. Oh, yes. And, and we're talking about Clay Thompson. Yes. Who else could I be talking about? Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't care about Chase Claypool. Clay Thompson will be back and better than ever. He'll be back probably early January, mid, I mean, mid-January at the latest, hopefully. Um, want to see him balling in threes? I want to see the Splash Bros back together so bad. It's been so long. Can't wait to see it. Number two is fantasy championships to be won by yours truly. Now, kind of going against Cavs because I am playing him in mine. Um, and I'll be playing either Plunkett or Trevor as well in the other one. <clears throat> and potentially him in the championship. So, you know, may the best man win, but hopefully it's me is all I'm going to say. Um, and then number one, clear cut, cold Super Bowl. Would love nothing more. Um, if we make the play, it's the same mindset as you. If we make the playoffs, you got like there's one goal, and that's it. Um, obviously, I want to make the playoffs first, but if we get in, I want a Super Bowl. But that's it for top fives. Um, I guess we'll roll into some more games, and we'll go to you guys' team, Steelers Titans. This was a game to forget, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how Steelers fans feel about it. But me personally, it's a very sloppy game. Um, there wasn't a lot of cool moments. But how did the Steelers fans look at this one? Sport, you can start. Uh, I just got two words to say. It was gut wrenching, okay? Nerve wracking. The Steelers offensive line is not very good. And too many, <clears throat> too many of the Steelers. We're running east to west and not north to south. And that really made me upset. And Harris was one of them. And Kev told me after the game was over, I think they showed Harris, or maybe William was over, he was bumming on the sidelines, sitting down on the bench. I couldn't tell if he was... I don't know. That really, I, that really, that really makes me upset. I have a feeling like... He was disappointed in himself, but and I understand that to, you know, be upset. If, you know, if you have a bad day, you have a bad day. But it was like late in the game, and they were winning, and the defense needed like a big stop. And he was maybe I don't know if that's just what he does. If his team is like just in the moment, like he's just kind of there, like just sitting there. But if I was on the sideline and. I didn't have a good game. I would still be going like nuts, cheering on the defense. Like he looked like the Steelers were down by like twenty eight, and he had rushed for like ten yards on like twenty carries. I mean, it comes to a point where you still have to cheer on, no matter what you did individually. If your team's winning, you still have to have some kind of emotion. Like it just, it just, it, it was weird. I don't know. That's the first time I've really ever seen him do that. It's it's not Little League Baseball to where if you're 0 for 3 with 3 strikeouts, you're upset. It's the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. you got to be – you're getting paid millions to be a teammate, and you got to be a good teammate, period. So I agree with you guys. I want to say one more thing, Howie. Go ahead. Yeah. The Steelers tackling on Sunday, and I've, it's been all year. They're tackling. It's not very good. No. It's really bad. So I don't know what they're doing in practice, but they need to start doing path and drills in practice because it doesn't, it doesn't in practice it doesn't seem like they're tackling because in the game they, they, they can't they they don't wrap up. Honestly, Sporty, I think if they had music at practice, all these problems would be they'd be solved. Claypool's right. Justice for Claypool. Well. Well, obviously, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Don't <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> obviously, 
obviously they're practicing their tackling. It's just execution in the game. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's they can't the two. I'm going to say this again. I mean, I Edmonds and Bush. Bush they're not, they're not very good. They're 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 not living up to their first. They're, they're not living up to their first round draft pick status. No. Bush can never cover Dawson's face. He still can't. He okay. I'll give him credit. This past week, he was he was moving a little bit better. Like he was near the ball, unlike the past couple weeks where he would just wait for the ball to come to him. Like he was actually moving and f- kind of filling. He should have had a pick there at, at, at like the two or the five or yeah. whatever, wherever it was. Yeah. Um, but I'll just give him credit for being there. He did, you know. Stuff like the past. Um, but, oh, man, I just have a tough time trusting Edmonds. I mean, he he did have two big plays. Um, I think he had two big tackles or, or maybe – it was some sequence where um, he had good coverage. He was right there to, you know, deflect the pass, but he should have picked the ball off. Like the ball, I'm pretty sure, went right between his hands when he was going up to get it. I mean – Go go make the play. Like I understand, like you're supposed to knock the ball down, but make a play and pick it off. Like that was that was the frustrating part. Um, I was just glad he you know he made the play. He was right there. Um, he had a nice tackle on uh, the halfback screen. I feel like he had another big time tackle, but sporting to to kind of go opposite of your tackling. I'll tell you who had a real big tackle. Yeah, Joe Joe freaking Hayden. Yeah, that was a big time. Um, I don't know wh- what the refs saw to, to spot the ball in an additional 20 feet. Um, sure. But Hayden stuck it to him and, and drove him back. It wasn't like one of those, oh, I'm going to wrap you up and I'm going to let you drive me forward. I'm going to throw you forward. He wrapped up and pushed him back. So that was big time from Hayden. Um, I don't know. Uh, offensively, again, offensively, line or their O-line is young. Ben can't move, so you can't have these plays where you're expecting to get a 15, 20-yard route over the middle and let the play progress. Like, all these Steeler fans are like, oh, yeah, yeah, throw the ball downfield. You know, they're all getting worked up. And, like, I get it. I get it. In any other year, I'd be like, yes, why are we not throwing the ball 15, 20 yards downfield, like maybe over the middle or something? But that's just not the nature of what their build is offensively. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna try for one of those, Harris is gonna have to chip and pass block. He can't go out in the flats and catch a ball. So if you're gonna have somebody work over the middle, you're gonna have to give Ben extra time. That's why they have all these quick patterns. That's why Matt Canada has structured this offense to have quick passes, a lot of motion. It's just that's I don't want to put it, I don't want to put the blame all on Matt Canada. I mean, there are times where some of the play calling is a little bit questionable. But at the same They're time, that. yeah. But at the same time, it, it given the situation, I want to know how, like, how much of a better situation we could be. Like, who could be the guy that would put us in a much better situation? Granted, our offensive line and the mobility of Big Ben. Yeah. Like, and I appreciate you saying that. And this is why I say that you and you and our good friend Trevor Palfi are very good Steelers fans because you guys understand the bigger picture of football. Right. It's not, it's not just why you're not throwing it deep. Well, there's certain personnel that, you know, holds you back from doing that every play. Can Deontay <laughs> Johnson go down and catch deep ball? Yeah. Can he get enough time to throw a deep ball? Probably not. Right. And so, and a lot of their patterns, they rely on Harris, the little dump pass to Harris. So that's why when they do try it, it's not there initially, and they have to just dump it down to Harris. Um, yeah. I hope... I hope Muth isn't out too long, speaking about our offense here. Yeah, um, second concussion here this year, so that's going to be a little bit, that's a little bit, you know, puts the Steelers in, in some trouble. Um, but, yeah, I just, that that's the one thing that bothers me about Steeler fans is they don't, like, I get it. They're used to winning. I They're used to a certain style. But with the way that they are right now, there's just certain things that have to be done, and that's the way we're going to have to do our business as far as moving the ball offensively. It may not look the prettiest, and yeah, Ben's going to probably take a beating, um, but at the same time, you just can't run, 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 run with Harris 
and then expect the ball to, you know, expect to throw the ball 15, 20 yards downfield to get a first down. Like you're going to have to get a quick slant, a quick rub route to get four, four or five yards. You have to get a quick screen to get three yards because they're going to, if I'm, if I'm a defense, I'm selling out on the run and I'm making big Ben throw. So that's why you see Claypool go, go in motion. Um, you know, and then they, they, they might send him in motion and then throw the other opposite way. It's just Canada's getting he's I don't know. I like I like what he's doing. I understand the concept. It's just sometimes the execution isn't always there in a sense. Yeah. And like we yeah. knew we knew that going into this year. We knew it was gonna be tough offensively. Yeah. I would say my takeaways from this game is first of all, a team that is on the other team's logo pregame deserves to lose no matter the circumstances. So in that aspect of life, I'm happy that they got it put to them. Um, shout out the Titans for fumbling five times. Yes, five times as an NFL team. Um, absolutely terrible. A lot of times the Steelers didn't even touch them when they fumbled. Um, but somehow they stuck in it, and it came down to the last last few plays of the game. So. I'll tell you what, specialist of the year, kicker of the year, Chris Boswell. Yes, he's fantastic. He is. He is. When he when he kicks a fifty plus yarder, granted he missed one, but ninety five percent of the time, it's it's good, especially like, in the fourth quarter. And like growing up in like the Jeff Reed era, like Boswell definitely has surpassed Jeff Reed. He does. Yes, he's he is ice cold. How yeah. about his forty? That's right. Sporty's going right. to have a cold one. The stamp from Sporty. Sporty stamp. All right. Well, that's enough of, enough of this game. Um, wise words being said about this one. Uh, like I said, as as someone that was kind of in the, in the middle on this game, it was just tough to watch. Um, one of the last games we'll go over here, and pretty shortly, is Lions-Cardinals. Boys, what happened in this one? What the heck? Um, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, okay, I can't let you go first. Um, the Lions, the Lions showed up and the Cards didn't. That's about as. That's about. I mean, I didn't watch. I think you know. Obviously, didn't get to see the game, but I. Maybe a three point win, but they beat them thirty it, to twelve. It's one thing. It's yeah, one let thing. me know. Uh, yeah, let me know when you're catching up. All right. it, it's it's one thing if if they didn't cover, you know, the cards didn't cover the spread. I mean, it was thirteen and a half, but to not even win the game after you just lost to the Rams yeah. by by seven, like that was an emotional, like tough loss. Like they could have been up ten nothing if Murray doesn't throw that pick, and I feel like the Cardinals would have won that game. Yeah, like that. That was a huge moment in that game, but to lay an egg. And like, okay, I understand fourth and, you know, fourth and goal, fourth and one. Sometimes you might not get it. You have Kyler Murray who can A, run it, or B, throw it. Like, you probably RPO, can't. There, there's not a, I don't think there's a, you can't get, I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't get much better than those three. Even, even Rodgers, he can sometimes take off. But it doesn't get much better than those guys because of their ability to run the ball. Yeah. And I just don't understand. I think it, it happened to them. I think it happened to them twice. They got stuffed in the red zone on like fourth and like three, fourth and one. Um, I just, I don't understand how with that offense, like I understand Hopkins didn't play, but still like you have some weapons that get, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, there's no, I have no words for what happened to the Cardinals. And speaking about getting stuffed on fourth down, we're, we're going to talk about this real quick after the Cardinals game. We're going to talk about uh, Harbaugh's theory on going for kicks. Yes, yes, uh, we were. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Sporty, so, what's your take on this Lions game before we get into that? All I got to say is Detroit steamrolled Arizona Cardinals. Yes, they did. Kudos to uh, Detroit running back. Craig Reynolds? Yes. Craig Never heard of him until uh, Sunday. Kudos to him. And also, he had 26 carries for 112 yards. And kudos to uh, 
two main receivers on Saturday uh, for Detroit. A. St. Brown. Almond Raw. Almond Raw. A. Right? <laughs> sorry, buddy. Sporty's going for the box score names. Almond Raw. Sorry if you're listening. Almond Raw. Sorry, buddy. Sorry to botch your name. <laughs> I, like how, I like how he calls him Buddy. Like he knows him. <laughs> and Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Those two guys led Detroit Sunday. First of all, hold on. Before you continue, how they put up that many points without Swift and Hawkinson? They're, I know. They're two it's, best players. And and like Williams. They didn't even have Jamal Williams either. It's it's unreal to think that Detroit put 30 in a game after watching the Detroit versus Steelers game. You would think they haven't scored a point all year after watching that game. Um, but, yeah, just all in all, sloppy game. Uh, one more just, thing about the one more thing when we're done, happy. Yeah, no, just go ahead. And also kudos to uh, Goff. He was yeah. uh, he was twenty one of twenty six for two hundred sixteen yards and uh, three touchdowns. His passing rating was uh, ninety three point eight. So kudos to him on getting the ball out, and his receivers catching it and hanging at the end zone. So, Detroit is better than what their record is. So, just I know their their defense and their offense ha- have been lacking most of the season. But like I said, I know they're two and eleven, two eleven and one. But like I said, I think they're better than what their record is. Yeah, so. and they're dropping down. They're dropping down the draft void. Jeez. Dropping what? down the draft board. That's a tongue twister there. Um, they're dropping down rapidly. So look for them to maybe get like the fourth pick. I think everyone kind of locked them in as number one. But on to the next game here, which is Packers Ravens. No, I thought I thought the Jags have. I think the Jags have the number one, number one pick they right do. now. That's they what, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, on to the Packers Ravens. Uh, the meat and potatoes of this game is basically just that. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and Tyler Huntley is honestly a very good backup. Lamar Jackson um, 2.0. Yes, but <laughs> basically we're going to focus on the boiling point here at the end. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we get to the boiling point. Yes. Um, how about Rodgers tying Favre? Tying the, yeah. re- tying the record. Yeah, shout um, out Rodgers. He's, in my opinion, the, the best quarterback to ever play football. That does not mean greatest, but he is the best um, in my eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I think, going for two. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got got one more thing to say about this before we talk about going for two. Okay, go ahead. Packers defense. Yeah. How? 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 Do you not keep contain with Huntley? How yeah. do you let him get to the outside? If your ends are crashing in, that is a walk in the park. That's what happened. He was getting seven to fifteen yards a clip. Because the DNs were slanting down. I mean, whether that was their their role and the D tackles were supposed to maybe peel to the outside and maybe keep contained. But why would you not have your edge rushers just keep contained? And then somehow if he did break it up the middle or somehow if he did make it around the defensive end, you had a spy there. There was either there was three things that were gonna happen. Either he was gonna run the ball for fifteen seven to fifteen yards. He was throwing it to Hollywood Brown for a gain of five, or he was throwing, yeah. or he was throwing a curl route to Mark Andrews for a gain of eleven. We we mentioned this in the group chat. He threw it to Marquise Brown five times in a row, all of which were eight yards or less. Like how? Like there was there was three things happening that entire game: a run, a pass to Brown, or a pass to Andrews. Yeah. I would have literally let somebody else. Catch the ball. Shout out Mark Andrews, by the oh, way. Oh, big he's, game from Andrews. He is. He might be the third best tight end in the league right now. Right now, oh, I th- oh yeah. Right now, I think he is. Yeah. I I think just from a he can do it all perspective in my eyes. Yeah. I, I think I think he's third in the league right now. So, but yeah, going for two. Yeah, going for two. This is personally. I'll give you my take real quick. Kevin knows this. We've now talked about this. In two of the past three weeks, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a smart choice, and it's not always the wrong choice. But in the Ravens' situation, it is the wrong choice. You have Justin Tucker, 
you have home field advantage. You have all the momentum. Play for overtime. Take the extra 10 minutes. Don't let it come down to one play with a backup quarterback. That's all I'm saying. Um, and in the case against the Steelers, you didn't have the home field advantage. You had Lamar in. So I understand it, but I also I just didn't like it. And I, I never really will like it unless you are the Lions playing the Packers or, you know, the the Falcons playing someone. You know, if if it's like either, okay, we really believe that this is that we have this and this is make or break, then cool. But you have so many more games left to play if you're the Ravens. Play for overtime, see what happens. Trust your trust your whole football team and not just the eleven guys on offense. That's all I have to say. Kevin, Sporty, we'll jump to you real quick. Yeah, hey. horrible. He loves going for two, so he likes to win it in regulation. So I, I know Baltimore they have the best kicker in the NFL, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to take them to overtime. He wants to win the game in regulation. And listen, he he wants he trusts his players. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but he's basically they tweeted out a video saying how much he trusts his players and how inspirational it is. Blah, blah, and if, blah. if he didn't trust his players, they would they would have kicked the extra point against the Steelers, and they would have kicked the extra point against. But that's but at that day. you might trust that. To me, says you trust your offense, not your players. Right, right, right yeah. I think well, you have trust to the trust the defense and the trust, special teams too. We trust his players executing the two-point conversion. Yes, but I think if you trust your whole football team, you take the extra 10 minutes and you say, we can win this. We're a better football team. Not just we're, we have a better play against their defensive call this moment. And that play call, okay, they against the Steelers, okay, that was... Terrible play call. It was... No, this one. It wasn't terrible. The Steelers was a good play call. It, it, was, just, it wasn't you terrible. You don't go to Watt. You don't go near Watt. He had to throw the ball over to Watt, okay? Yeah, which, you don't which go near happened. And the play call against Green, Green Bay wasn't Bad very play call. I don't, I don't like a, a – first of all, I don't like a play, especially on two-point conversion, where it's a kind of a snap, hike the ball and then like – Sprint. Sprint. Sprint out. Like because you're, yeah. you're limited just to that right side and something quick to the right side. And sometimes like, you throw the – uh, shovel pass in there, which I know the Chiefs love doing that. But man, you—I don't know if you guys saw—they had the huddle before the play. The only two players talking to Harbaugh were Andrews and Huntley. Mm-hmm. How obvious can it be that hey, the play design's for you? So they focus on him um, automatically. He's lined up far right. They know what's—they ha- know what's happening. Which just ter- mind-boggling that they went for two, but even more mind-boggling that they basically gave the play call before it even was called. So, Well, all right. Real quick, before we get into our hammers and our picks, um, I like the idea of going for two with how the rule is set up in overtime. Um, And it all depends on who you're playing and what you're playing for, in a sense. I think against the Steelers, I think you kick the extra point, and you let it go into overtime. Even if the Steelers get the ball first, their offense isn't elite to the point where you're like, oh, we're going to give up a touchdown the very first drive. I think the Ravens' defense could have held them. Um you know, in that first series in overtime. So I would have definitely kicked the extra point. Even though you're on the road, even though you're at Heinz Field, I still would have kicked the extra point, gone into overtime. Against the Packers, I like the call to go for two. I don't like the play call, but I do like the call to go for two because you let a coin toss decide who gets the ball first and Aaron Rodgers gets the ball. More than likely, it's game over. Offense is even going to touch the field. So I understand maybe who your opponent is, and that kind of, kind of depends on you know whether you go for two there or not. If the rule was different, if each team was guaranteed a possession in overtime, 100% kick the extra point. But because there is that possibility where, 
oh shoot, we might not even get the ball. I like putting it in your offensive offensive hands right there and seeing if you can get it done. But you have to have a smart play call. You just can't sprint out to one side and be limited. Um, so that's my take. But I feel like, like you said, the percentages. Basically, you take the percentage of the two-point conversion. You have a 50-50 shot to win right there, right? If you just kick the extra point and you go to overtime, you have a 50-50 shot at the coin toss. If you lose the coin ta- toss, there's a percentage chance that you get a sack. There's a percentage chance that you get a TFL. There's a percentage chance that you create a turnover. And then all you need is a field goal to win it. If there's there's just so much that can happen in a 10-minute overtime that I, I'm taking it basically no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, against the – well, against Rodgers. The best now. quarterbacks of all time. But the Colts last year played Aaron Rodgers in overtime. He threw a perfect bubble screen to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And he fumbled, and we win the game. It's there's a lot of game to be played. There's a lot of mistakes to be made, and even though he's the best quarterback of all time, he could make a mistake. Or he there's a there's ten other guys on that football team that can make a mistake, or there's eleven guys on your defense that can make a play. I just I don't know. I just don't like the idea of first of all. I don't like the idea of ties. No, get, which, get, get but there. to yeah. be fair, it would have helped them more than a loss. No, right, right, right. And I don't like. The idea of, oh, I don't even get to call what the coin toss is, and I'm going to let a coin dictate whether I win or lose this game, in a sense. That's the only thing. I, I mean, but I if you have that mindset, then you don't trust your team. Right, I know, I know. And then that shows that that makes it sound like you don't trust which your team. Which is why the Lions, for example, go for it, which right. I understand. Right. But. I just, I don't know, the defense to be able to stop Rodgers again, I just, I don't know, that would have been difficult. Definitely, I want you to put out a poll on Twitter of were they right for going for it. Right. I want I want to know people's thoughts. We'll figure uh, it out. But yeah, that that concludes the recaps, the big recaps. We'll go over the small. We're not going to actually talk about it, but I mean, we'll go. The Bills beat the Panthers pretty clearly. The Dolphins beat the Jets by a touchdown. The Cowboys took care of business against the Giants. Texans took care of business against the Jags. Bengals won a big one, a big close one. Niners beat the Falcons. And then the one that I was thinking about talking about but we left out was Saints 9-0 over the Bucks. Crazy game. Um, hey, Bucks, Bucks are in trouble. Yeah, they are. They are. They're injured. Raiders beat the Browns, which is really big for playoff implications. Vikings beat the Bears. No one cares. Um, Seahawks are basically eliminated with the loss of the Rams, and last but not least, the Eagles moved to seven and seven with a win over the football team. So those are all the games. That's the recap. Now we're going to shift on over to Kevin. He's going to do the picks, and we're going to do the hammers. All right. So I know my t- I know two of my hammers didn't hit last week. Um, shout out to BYU for flat out losing the game. Yeah, unreal. And, and shout out to the Packers for letting Huntley rush for a thousand yards in the fourth quarter. Um, they had the spread, but they they lost that. Shout out Louisiana though. Louisiana got my only hammer last week. So there you go, raising Cajuns. Let's see if uh, see if we can pick it back up this week. So all right, my hammers for the week. <sighs> Going bowling. Going to take the Boston College Eagles minus three against the East Carolina Pirates. Phil Dracovic. Zay Flowers, first of all, they're both coming back next year, so watch out for Boston College in the Atlantic. Um, Jeff Halfley's team, they're going to be ready to go. If there was an alternate spread to this, I would definitely take Boston College minus seven. I think they're going to light it up against East Carolina. So that's my first one. Next one, Rams minus three against the Vikings. Um, I had mixed opinions about how the Vikings played you know, the other night, but I think what they did against the Bears, they were, they got up early, then all they had to do was just run the ball and kill the clock. But at the same time, the Bears were moving the ball. So, and the Rams have a lot better, much better defense and a much better um, offense. And we saw that the Vikings' interior linemen did not hold their own whatsoever. Um, the tackles played well, but they're... they're the guards did not play so well. And I'm sorry, but when you have Aaron Donald lined up over you, I think he's going to get the Kirk Cousins. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams minus three. Only 
Chargers three is crazy. By yeah, the way, that was that's crazy. That that that's yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, my other one here. These guys are dogs, and I I can understand why, but at the same time, this is almost kind of a steal as well. Bills money line. The Bills are dogs right now. Really? They, yeah. I'm taking, love it. I'm taking the Bills over the Patriots. And then the Bills money line, that's been a – I'd have to check to see what my exact record is when picking the Bills <laughs> money line because that's been a hammer of mine. I feel like I'm like 500 picking that. but Probably like six times. Yeah, Bills Bills have shown up my hammers a lot this year. But, um, Sporty, we'll jump to you with the hammers. All right. Um, my first one. This is a bowl game. Hawaii and Memphis. This is the Hawaii Bowl. So I'm going to take the money line. I'm going to take Hawaii. The line is three and a half. Hawaii's getting points. So I'm going to take Hawaii. Money line. Are you sure it's three and a half? What it says on uh, sportingnews.com. Oh, I've had the spread as eight and a half Memphis. All right, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's eight. It's eight and a half. <laughs> uh, eight and a half. Okay, yeah. switch that. Give me the give me the spread then. Hawaii, okay. Hawaii spread. Hawaii, eight, plus eight and a half. Okay, okay. Hawaii spread. All right. Okay, next one. I'm gonna go with the Titans money line. That's a Sunday night game. That's, a, thir- that's a Thursday. That's a Thursday night game. Thursday night game. Come on, Sporty. Thursday night game. Titans over. I know San Fran's playing the best football out of anybody right now, but I think they're going to lose in Tennessee this Thursday night. So give me the Titans money line. And my last game, where give me. I know this is shocking, but. A couple guys from COVID. Give me the Steelers spread. Plus 10. Okay. No. Dropped. It dropped. Yeah, it went to 8. Plus 7. Yep. Actually, plus I think, seven? no, it's 8.5 right now. Eight. Okay. 8.5 Steelers. Kelsey could not be playing, okay? <laughs> and Hill might not be playing. But what peculiar, peculiar timing? But, <laughs> you know yeah. what? The, the rule is, you know, it's, it's beginning of the year. The rule is, if any team has COVID, they have to forfeit, okay? Which I think is a good rule. But guess what? They broke the rule. The rule has been broken. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they break it again and let Kelsey and Hill play and bump the game back. To be fair... They bumped the games back, but a lot of the guys that were on COVID still didn't Yeah, they play. still were out, yeah. So it's not like they're accommodating to anyone. They're just trying to get some people healthy. Right. The, the, no, but the point is, if they don't have enough players to play, net support, but they said that at the beginning of this, the NFL season. Well, the Browns still had enough. Changed. The Browns still had enough people to play. They broke the rule then. They're they, going to break the rule again for Kelsey and Hill. That, no, that's not the rule. The. the <laughs> The rule, yeah, if you don't have enough people, the Chiefs are going to still have enough people. They're just trying to make sure that it's like a quality, like, okay. Yeah, a quality game. A quality, quality game. Yeah. That's like playoffs. Like, they don't want this to, like, dictate whether the Chiefs lose, like, two games in a row. Like, that's what I think the rule is intended for. Like, if, yeah, if you don't have enough guys, then yes, but... <clears throat> like the Chiefs, like they wanted, like both those teams were in playoff contention. They wanted it to be a quality game because most of the Browns guys still had to sit out. So they wanted to make sure that they could just at least give them another chance before they completely rolled it out. But as the NFL, as the Steelers fans, if the Steelers just all of a sudden broke out and 10 guys on their team had COVID, all starters, and they just forfeited the game. How unfair is that? You know what I mean? So yeah, just gonna, yeah. Try the best to play the game. Yeah. Um, but solid hammers. I have some repeats here. Um, I have Chargers minus nine and a half against the Texans. Whoa. Hey, I like the Chargers. I like their aggressiveness. I think it pays off. Um, I think it's definitely a bounce back week against that 
tough loss from the Chiefs. Um, they gave that game away. Yeah, but give me Chargers minus nine and a half. How was that tight end doing from the Chargers? Anybody know? Tight end? Uh, no. He was okay. He, yeah. he was in stable condition, just a head injury. Oh, that's good. Yep. Um, next one is I'm going to ride this 40 here and go Steelers eight and a half. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and this is assuming Tyreek and Hill don't, I mean, Tyreek and Kelsey don't play. If they're in, I will change the pick. Let that be known right now. All right. Um, but yeah. Can that be? What's that? Can that be? Yeah, it can be. <laughs> Up until game time. Yes. I remember I switched uh, I switched a over-under pick from the the uh, Texans-Jags earlier this year. I still missed, but nonetheless. Titans, three and a half. Plus three and a half. Also, kind of with Sporty, he picked money line. I'm taking their spread. Uh, A.J. Brown's back. Um, big bounce back week uh, against a team that is rolling. I just think the NFL, this constantly happens. Team that's looking really good, team that just had a letdown, boom. Letdown team wins. So give me the Titans on Thursday night. All right, let's see if, I don't know, we've been waiting a while for somebody to go 3-0. <laughs> could, this yeah. be, could this be the Does no one win? We're running, I, I, I don't know. I I think I'm. I might have had one at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Off the double. Off the yeah, double. I'm trying to think when, when was the last. I'm. I've been two, two and one a lot. And and again and again the role is here to have odds you know minus two hundred or leaning yeah. towards the, like a like a you know the plus the plus side. It is crazy though because if you think about it, this is how much money FanDuel is making off the of parlays. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're getting. We can't hit a three teamer to save our lives between three people. Yeah, but like I people are doing these every night. Right, right. But at the same time, so, well, yeah. At the same time, though, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily because our because our odds are you know minus two hundred and then hitting the plus side here. But um, they're probably like plus four hundred. Probably nothing insane. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, you, I'd still probably miss it even if it was all minus five hundred. Yeah. So so probably. I mean, I could just put a five bucks on first basket and have the same odds as this. And no, right. Probably have a better chance. Exactly. So, um, which leads us into our picks for this week. Um, start with NBA Christmas money line Hawks and Knicks. Hadley, who do you like? Um, is this an MSG? I believe so. The NBA is so hard because literally everyone's on COVID, so give me the Knicks. All right, Sporty. Yeah, I don't – is Trey Young even playing? Is he on COVID? He's on COVID right now just like everyone else. Give me the Knicks. Bad. Yeah, give me the give me the, give me the Knicks at home if if uh, Trey Young's not even playing. Um, Celtics and Bucks. Again, no Giannis well, as, of right, uh, yeah, as of right now. I'll take the Celtics here. I think Milton's going to be back. So give me the Bucks. Uh, I'll take the Celtics here. Uh, they played, well, they, they played the Warriors tough the other night, and they played the Seventy Sixers, I think, tough the other night as well. So I think the Celtics are due for a big time win, even though Giannis probably. I don't. I don't think Giannis is playing as of right now, but I don't know. He could be playing. Um, next one: Warriors and Suns. Warriors all day. Make that two, Warriors. Make that three. Gonna need Curry to have a big day in fantasy here. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like Curry's just gonna. I feel like he weirdly always goes off on Christmas Day. I could have totally just made that stat up, but he just. I feel like he's always shimming, and he always has like five threes made. Like, I don't know something with Christmas. He just goes off. Nets and Lakers. Literally everyone on the Nets has COVID, so Lakers. <laughs> yeah, Lakers. Um, if it was last year's Lakers team, I would be like, oh, yeah, Lakers 100%. But I don't know what Lakers team is going to show up. Even with the Nets missing the majority of their lineup, 
I still feel like it could be a little bit of a challenging game for the Lakers, but I, I got the Lakers win in here. Um, Mavericks and Jazz. I like the Jazz, so Jazz. Give me, give me uh, Jalen Brunson and the Mavs. <laughs> That's the person you pick. <laughs> Jalen Brunson. <laughs> is, he, is he on your fantasy team? No. He was, I think. He was, and I, and I got rid of him. Don't you have poor Zingas? Yes. So you don't even say poor Zingas. Wait, like, he's hurt right now. Well, like, obviously the first choice would be Doncic. Well, he's hurt. True. He yeah, that's true. Okay. But not even, like, like I guess. I would have just said the Mavs. I would have just said the Mavs, yeah. I don't even, I wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't even, even said, like, Hardaway. I'm pretty sure Hardaway's hurt, too. So many people are hurting. COVID. It's yeah, just, that's it, why I don't even know who to pick. It's like a, it's a mess. I, I, I gotta take Mitchell's by far the most talented on the courts. So I gotta, gotta take him and Clarkson and yeah. the Jazz. I gotta get a Jazz here. Um, switching gears to football, uh, we have some money lines and we'll have some spreads here. Missouri and Army. Missouri. Give me Army. Give me Army. Missouri's best player. I don't think he's – I think he declared for the draft, so I don't even think he'll be playing. So give me Army. Um, Central Florida and Florida. Again, Florida has had so many people in the portal, it's not even funny. They just, they just got a transfer quarterback over Miles. Yeah, they did. J- Jack Miller from Ohio State, yep. Uh, Antonio Valentino, a.k.a. Antonio Shelton, is going to get it done. Go Florida. Yeah, give me Florida. Central Florida is terrible. Uh, even without Emory Jones and the rest of the Gators, I I, I guess we got to go Florida here. Um, Houston and Auburn, no Bo Nix, Bo Nix to Oregon. Um, so we'll see. Uh, TJ is it Finney Finley? Yep. Great off the top of my head. Um, but Houston and Auburn. Houston. Auburn. It's gonna be a tough one. Um. I guess we'll go with War Eagle here. Uh, let's see. Next one. Air Force and Louisville. Louisville. Air Force in an upset. Actually, I changed my pick. Team of Mystery. <laughs> team of, yeah, Team of Mystery. <laughs> um, <laughs> Malik Cunningham's going to be – I think he's going to be tough to stop. Uh, the dude threw for like what? What was against Georgia Tech or whoever they played, Duke, somebody. He rushed for like almost 200 yards and he threw for 300 or something. I think the I think Louisville's going to have a tough time stopping the Falcons triple option attack. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, but I think that Louisville's going to represent the ACC. So we got to go ACC here. Next one, UCLA and NC State. This is actually going to be a really good game. God, flip a coin on that one. Um, Literally, because the spread's like minus one. <laughs> yeah, UCLA. Give me Zach Charbonnet all day, UCLA. That was your playoff team, Sporty. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. That was, that was your top ten finishing UCLA fighting Bruins. <laughs> Save me 50 I bucks. Picked, I should have picked Michigan. Heck yeah, you had, yeah. Um, give me NC State. Uh, I feel like... Um, I feel like they're hungry. I feel like they have some unsettled business here to finish off the season. I mean, they had a big win against North Carolina, but I think we're going to go off with a win against UCLA. All right, spreads. Um, let's see here. West for, uh, hold on. Memphis, 8.5 against Hawaii. Memphis. Also, I picked Hawaii as my one of my hammers, so Hawaii. I'm going to go with Hawaii basically at home uh, on Christmas Eve. So give me Hawaii to co- Actually, actually, no. No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. Scratch what? that. Todd Graham is their head coach. So no way am I picking Todd Graham. Give oh, me, yeah. Give me, give, me Mem- Graham. give me Memphis to win by 10. He threw it to the wayside. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, Christmas Day, Georgia State minus six against Ball State. Ball State. But what's the line? Six. Six? Who's your favorite? Georgia State. 
Give me Georgia State if I can. Cover. Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia State. The, not a good showing from the Mac so far. I, they might be. Are they, are they win, winless? Are they winless? <laughs> I think that, I think they're zero and four. I think so too. Toledo, <laughs> Toledo, Eastern Michigan, Northern, Northern, yeah, two laws. Northern Illinois, and Kent State. That's own three. And who is the other one? Kent State. Own four. Yeah. And I think I think Western Bad Michigan. Showing. Western Michigan. Points. Western Michigan might be their only hope at a dub here. And their that's team. That's gonna be a tough game. It is against Nevada. That will be tough. Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll take Georgia State there. Um, which leads us into another MAC game. Uh, Western Michigan minus seven against Nevada. Western Michigan, go MAC. Give me Western Michigan. Nevada's coach is leaving. Give me Western Michigan. They they looked the part against Pitt offensively. Um, so let's hope that Western Michigan blows out Nevada. Watch out for uh, this one receiver, Sky Moore. Watch yeah. out for him. Sky Moore, yep. Big time receiver from the Pittsburgh area. Um, Mississippi State minus nine and a half against Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Give me the Red Raiders, Texas Tech. Uh, gonna go with Mississippi State. That's all I'm gonna say. Mississippi State. Uh, last one: West Virginia and Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by four. WVU. Man, give me WVU. Give me Minnesota. Tanner Morgan, watch out! Watch out for Tanner Morgan. He, hey, he's coming back next year. Um, well, watch out for Minnesota. Watch out for Minnesota. All right, NFL games. Here we go. Colts, Cards. Colts. I hate to say it, Allie, but give me the Cards at home. Give me the Colts. They're they're clicking on a whole other level. I don't know what's going on with the Cards. Um, Rams, Vikings. Rams. Easy. Vikings need to win. Give me the Vikings. Oh. Rams also need to win. So give me the Rams. Um, Bills and Patriots. Bills. Billy at home. Billy Belichick. Billy Belichick at home. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> this sounds yeah. like you're saying Bills or Bill Belichick. Yeah, give me the. I said Billy Belichick at home. The okay. Buffalo, Billy. the Buffalo Billy Belichick's. Um, <laughs> Billy and the Pats at home. Give me, okay. give me, give me the Bills, like Buffalo Bills, not the Bills as in Bills Belichick. Um, Buffalo Bills. All right, this is almost battling it out for the number one pick here. This is their Super Bowl, um, and you practically want to lose this Super Bowl. Jags and Jets. Um, this is. I like the Jets. Make that too. Give me the Jets. Honestly, the Jets have been, I mean, outside their loss against the Saints, they've had a couple, you know, moments here this year where they put up some points. They're uh, right. Saul is a good coach. Yeah. So give me, give, give me the Jets. Um, Ravens, Bengals. That's such a toss up. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Bengals though. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, give me give me the Ravens. I think uh, Ravens defense shows up. Um, bold prediction: Ravens go for two at some point and get it. Not to no, I'm not saying to end the game or like last play of the game. They're gonna go for two at some point and put that put that as a hammer. I'm, no, 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 do not put that as a hammer. <laughs> Definitely do, not. Do not put that. <laughs> you have they have they have Tucker, but um, at some point they are going to get a two point conversion. Whether they're down and they need to get the two points to tie it, or I just feel like they're going to go for two and get back on their ways to, you know, still go for two. So I feel like Jamar Chase gets more than one catch this game. Yep, and I also feel like Brady has more than five fantasy points this week. Yes, this was a very <laughs> bad playoff week. Very bad. R.I.P. Uh, Shope. <laughs> and uh, who else? Who else suffered? Oh, Sporty. Well? Sporty had him, but he still won. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sporty had Tom Brady and still won. RIP Sporty in your league, though. Uh, Show 42. Hey, and like I meant, it got, Brady got me uh, five points, I think. Jeez. Five. Yep. That's terrible. And I still won by 60. Wow. 
All right. Because Tyreek Hill had 75 points. Yep, yeah. Hill and, Hill and Andrews combined for... Hill and Andrews combined for like 150 in my league. Love them. Right. Christmas Day. Browns. Packers. Uh, Packers minus seven. This is in Lambeau. I don't know, is it? I, I, I think I it is. Know. Yeah, I think it is. If Baker's back, Browns. You know what? The Browns actually looked pretty good the other night. That was without Mayfield. Give me the Browns. Give me the Packers. Easy. This is too easy. Even though I said they're, that. They already, they already clinched first place. Not, not in the NFC, though. They have the best record. As of right now, I mean, they can they clinched the NFC North, but not the whole NFC, so they still have to win this one. So I'm giving the Packers. Steelers, Chiefs, minus eight and a half. Chiefs. Oh, uh, Steelers. Well, since the Steelers is one of my handlers, Steelers. I'm going to say Steelers. I'm going to say it's going to be 24 to 17. All right, Falcons minus six against the Lions. Lions, they're going to start getting on a roll. Uh, I think Atlanta is going to pull through. I think Atlanta will win by touchdown. Give me Matty, Matt Ryan from uh, Boston College. Um, Give me the Falcons. I feel like they're going to – they'll win by a touchdown. They'll win 28-21. Um, and I think that wraps up the picks for the week. So, um, big weekend. Um, well, big week. Obviously, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas, fellas. And big NBA games. Um, I feel like – I mean, I haven't watched really much of the NBA so far this year. I don't know why this year it's just been like just I've been so dedicated to football that like I'll be honest I haven't watched really much hockey haven't watched much NBA it's just we're still in football season it's just that's just the precedent right now so um but big weekend for the Colts big weekend for the Steelers coming up uh next pod we'll send it and any last words fellas Santa Please give me a Colts win on Christmas. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Shock talk out.